Hello and welcome to episode 334 of Retro Encounter RPG Fans Weekly Podcast of Many Topics. I'm Mike Solosi, and today I get to live out my Alex Trebek fantasy for the fifth time in around five years. We are doing another quiz show, but the format's going to be a little different. Um, but before I go into the nitty-gritty of quizzing, let's go into the nitty-gritty of our panelists-slash-contestants, starring with Zach Wilkerson. Hello. Also, John O'Logan. Hey, Solosi, it's good to be here. And Audra Bowling. Hiya. And Kyle Seeley. Howdy, howdy, howdy. All right, uh, Audra, Zach, Jono, Kyle, you know what you were in for when you signed up to be on another one of the quiz shows, but you maybe didn't know exactly what you're in for because I'm changing the format a little bit. Uh, and as such, this is officially the Gaiden chapter of the Retro Encounter RPG Fans Quiz Show miniseries. Um, instead of having separate rounds with, uh, with 2v2 quizzes, we're going to have a proper four-player free-for-all, and I'm going to answer, uh, in- instead of answering directed questions, everyone's going to answer every question. But also, instead of 60 questions total, this quiz is going to have 36 questions total, divided into some five-question rounds with a final question at the end. And the way it's going to work is um, I'm going to read out the question, and you write in your answer through the uh, private message channels that we have set up, and then I will read out everyone's answer and award the points accordingly. Um, And each of these five-question rounds are different, and I'll explain how each round works as we get to them. Uh, do we have any other questions about the quiz show before we get started? What are the answers? <laughs> All of the answers will be either a series of words or a series of numbers. Okay, cool. I got it. I like it. It narrows it down. <laughs> do you answer in the form of a question? No, you do not need to. This is not officially Jeopardy because then I am worried we would get uh, hit with some kind of uh, cease and desist. If I end up with a negative score, do I have to pay back the difference? You know, in Jeopardy, they don't actually do that. Um, it, the third place finisher in Jeopardy always gets fifteen hundred dollars, and the second place finisher in Jeopardy always get twenty always gets twenty five hundred dollars. So even in those Sean Connery celebrity Jeopardies where he finishes with negative twelve thousand or something, uh, the charities don't have to uh, pay all that back. So even though there is a possibility of a negative final score, you you're not going to owe me anything other than your pride. Aww. Don't have much of that. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. sounds good. Oh, and one other thing, um, this might come up. Uh, if the answer is ever Final Fantasy fourteen, I will want the name of the expansion. So if you just say FF14, I assume you're going to be talking about the 1.0 from 2010 that is no longer playable. Zach's doing a little dance on the other end of his mic, I can hear. Hey, I'm not the only 14 player here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Kyle was just mentioning that he about uh, his difficulties getting statics together for scheduled raids. And so it's a, it, maybe it's a miracle that we got him here for a scheduled <laughs> podcast. But anyway, I think we're ready to uh, start. And I should mention, well, we're officially in it now. Um, the first five qu- uh, rounds are formatted the same. They're going to be five questions. The first four questions are one point each. And question number five is a little harder and is two points. So six points available per round, five rounds. There are 30 points total up for grabs. And because everyone's answering the questions, it's possible for... All four of you to get 30 points if everyone answers perfectly and doesn't cheat by Googling the uh, the answers. I, I know, I know. I'm just as shocked <laughs> as you, Audra. Uh, we're going to get to every question, so it doesn't really matter in the long run. But I'll uh, let you choose the answer, the order in which we do these rounds. Um, the five rounds are the numbers round, the characters round, the mechanics round, the Mike Solosi round, and this, that, or the other. 
I feel like we got to start with the Mike Solosi round. Uh, Zach, are you officially <laughs> choosing the Mike Solosi round? That's what I'm officially choosing. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, in this round, every answer is a game that has been played for Retro Encounter. and uh, But the questions are going to be about my personal experiences with those games. So if you want to pull up a list of uh, Retro Encounter games for reference, that's not the worst idea in the world. And uh, this is will definitely help people that are listeners or regular panelists on Retro Encounter. Uh, with apologies to Kyle, who has not been on the podcast in two years. So are we ready for the Mike Solosi round? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. As ready as I can be. I apologize in advance. This is going to get... Uh, <laughs> this is uh, extremely self-serving of me. Here we go. Question one. At my first E3 in 2016, I demoed this game with Stephanie Sabidlo and Peter Treisenberg under the guidance of Greg Kasavin and Amir Rao. Please write in your questions. You have about six or seven seconds. Okay, uh, so the answers here are a pass from Audra, Breath of the Wild from Jono, Bayonetta from Kyle, and Cosmic Star Heroine from Zach. Uh, the answer, uh, Greg Kasavin and Amir Rao are from Supergiant Games. The answer was Pyre. Ah, God. I knew it wasn't Bayonetta, but I had to try it. Ah, sports ball. <laughs> yeah, it's it's somehow they combined basketball in an RPG with Supergiant Games, which are three things I love. I'm right in the middle of that weird Venn diagram. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very good. And it was fun recording those podcasts a couple of years ago. Anyway, uh, question number two in the Mike Slosey round. In the Retro Encounter PS2 episode, I confirmed that this is my favorite PS2 game. You have seven seconds. Okay. I mean, I know mine's wrong, but it's the best, it's the best option I had. All right. We have uh, Audra said Shadow Hearts. Jano said Okami. Kyle said Dark Cloud. And Zach said Dragon Quest VIII. It's Persona 4. You're all wrong. It is Persona 4. <laughs> no. <laughs> Came to me. Too late. Yeah, Dragon Quest VIII uh, won the episode, and, and uh, it became the official Retro Encounter favorite PS2 game, but it's not mine. My, my, uh, my number one on that episode was Persona 4. Darn it. I was on that one. <laughs> I like how Apple autocorrect would not allow me to spell Okami. I spent, I sent OKAI twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonna, you had some very interesting uh, typos, but I, I figured you weren't um, trying to edit yourself and um, you're receiving no penalty for that. <laughs> All right, question number three of the Mike Slosey round. In one playthrough of this game, I was able to have a full party named after my real family with parents, John and Deborah, and children, Michael and Mary. But for the podcast, I went in another direction. You have seven seconds. There we go. All right. Now we have a pass from Jono, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses from Kyle, and Audra and Zach both said Dragon Quest V, and coincidentally the answer is Dragon Quest V. Yay! Yeah, I got one right. <laughs> Some points on the board. That's what I'd like to hear. Now, question number four of the Solosi round. In the first Retro Encounter episode for this game, I told Josh Curry to go himself. You have seven seconds. Okay, uh, this is very interesting. We have um, uh, both Audra and Kyle passed. Jono wrote down an answer that I cannot say on the podcast in good conscience. 
uh, and Zach guessed Final Fantasy X. The answer, maybe this is too hard, was South Park: The Stick of Truth. That seems on brand, and actually a surprisingly good game. The only yeah. Yeah, the only reason I, I said that on the podcast was to be on brand for for that <laughs> specific game. <laughs> That's the greatest quiz show question maybe ever asked. Yeah, I, <laughs> well I, maybe maybe I maybe I caught you off guard with that, and that's why we got a couple of passes. But anyway, here's question five of the of the Mike Solosi round, and this is worth two points instead of one. Um, but it's also I don't know incredibly specific. Hope your get your guessing boosts are on. My PlayStation Network avatar is a character from this video game. Two points. You have seven seconds. Okay, one. I'm gonna give you an extra two seconds if you want to add a a, a number oh. to your uh, to your answer because uh, most of you most of you just gave uh, an answer that is not a uh, that is just a series. All right, time is up. Uh, we have some very interesting answers here. Uh, Audra said Mega Man Zero. Jono said Dragon Quest Eleven. Kyle said Jack and Daxter Two. And and Zach said Yakuza Seven. I'm so sorry, Zach. The answer is Yakuza Zero. Oh, oh I, I'm actually PSN friends with you too. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't have many PSN friends. I should have. Yeah, and 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 Kyle and Audra. Remember, every answer to this round was a retro encounter game, and we've never covered Jack and Daxter or Mega Man, unfortunately. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm panicking. <laughs> Uh, so at the end of of one round, um, the scores are Audra one, Zach one, Jono zero, Kyle zero. But don't worry because none of the rest of these questions are about me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that was round one through. We're on to the second round. Uh, Audra, you get to choose it this time. Uh, Zach chose the first. Your options are the numbers round, the characters round, the mechanics round, or this, that, and the other. Ooh, um, characters. The characters round. Here we go. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. I'm going to have another sip of my grape juice. Mm -hmm. Get myself in the mood. Here we go. Mm, Delicious grape juice. Okay, in this round, I'm going to describe how a character is recruited, or at least a little bit about a character in a specific game, and you tell me the game. So I'm not going to require any character answers, just the game specifically. Are we ready? Yeah, that's amazing. Yes. Love it. Question one. Oh, and again, it's going to be three that are one point each, and then the last one is a little weirder. It's going to be two points. Question one. In this strategy RPG, the cavalry soldier Shersha is partnered with a wyvern named Minerva. Shersha's son, Jerome, can join the army later, but his wyvern is somehow the very same Minerva. You have seven seconds. All right, uh, so we have Audra with Fire Emblem Awakening, Zach also with Fire Emblem Awakening, Kyle with Fire Emblem Three Houses, and Jano with Bahamut Lagoon. And lucky for Audra and Zach, it's Fire Emblem Awakening. Yay! Woo-hoo. I knew it was Fire Emblem, but I just I wasn't sure which one. <laughs> yeah, Fire Emblem Awakening is the weird thing where it's like Terminator, where there's a, uh, a post-apocalypse future, and yeah. when when two characters married, their child from the future zooms back in time to join you. Huh. Which uh, is was fun in that game, and then real weird when they tried to recreate that in other games. Yeah, and Fates that was. And Jerome's a handsome devil too. He's, I mean, he's. I'm not saying he's as handsome as Jake Gyllenhaal in Prince of Persia, but he's he's a, he's a good looking kid. 
I like hearing uh, Bahamut Lagoon mentioned at least. Yeah, Bahamut Lagoon's a fun one. That's uh, I, I uh, hated that game until I went back and recruited two light armors that I missed the first time, and now then I liked it way more. We haven't done a retro on that, have we? We have not. It's only it only uh, lives in um, fan translations. In fan translations, and it doesn't have Jake Gyllenhaal in it. So sorry. I give Square Enix a few years. They're they're starting to run out of games that they did not release on the Super Nintendo. So well, yeah, li- Live Alive's coming. So we'll uh, we'll see if they get to Bahamut Lagoon eventually. Bahamut Lagoon would look great in 2D HD. Is it is it becoming before or after Treasure of the Rudras? That's the question. Anyway, question number two in the characters round. In this 2004 RPG, Princess Anastasia Romanov joins the team to save Russia from Grigory Rasputin. Anastasia wields mechanical flying eggs and a magic camera in battle. You have seven seconds. All right, we have Audra guessing Shadow Hearts 2, Jono with a pass, Kyle guessing Shadow Hearts 1, and Zach guessing Shadow Hearts 1. Well, it's Shadow Hearts 2 or Shadow Hearts Cap Covenant, so Audra gets the point. Yay! So close. I was so close to saying Covenant. Oh, I knew it had to be Shadow Hearts. <laughs> That's a very, very Shadow Hearts question, even if you... <laughs> yeah. I haven't played them, but like I know enough about them. Like, oh, it's got to be Shadow Hearts. Yeah, I, I'd heard I was guessing. But... <laughs> I missed that entire generation of games because of university. Oh. Uh, Shadow Hearts 2 is a really good one. And uh, and Wes mentioned on a podcast a while ago, it's his favorite game of all time. So that's, uh, I think it was the same PS2 episode. But anyway, uh, the next question in the characters round. In this PlayStation game, the lady bodyguard Olan will join your army if you assemble an all-women party in the town of Couscous to draw out the bandits that have been attacking women. Olan will take out the bandits, then join your team. All right. Jono uh, gave a pass for that one, but the all the other three, uh, Audra, Kyle, and Zach, all guessed in 2, and it is indeed in oh, 2. Of course it is. Yay! Woohoo! Kyle on the board. Finally. All right. Now, n- question number three in the characters round. No, I'm sorry. Question number four in the characters round. In this strategy JRPG, the home economics teacher, Mr. Champlu's Japanese voiceover is hot-blooded and intense, but his English voiceover is an impersonation of American celebrity chef Emeril Lagasse. You have seven seconds. I really wish there was a game named Pass, because that would have been my favorite game. I'm probably totally off. (laughs) I'm giving away how limited my uh, more recent JRPG experience is. <laughs> well, this isn't that recent, because I think this game is from more than 15 years ago. Uh, or, or maybe right at 15 years ago. Uh, Jono and Kyle both passed on this one. Um, Audra guessed Final Fantasy Tactics Advance A2, and Zach guessed Disgaea. Zach, I'm giving you one chance. Can you guess the number of the Disgaea game this is? I'll say two. It's Disgaea 3. So nobody gets points. <laughs> I was like, that sounds totally ridiculous. It's got to be Disgaea. <laughs> that was exactly the correct instinct. Anyway, we have one question left in the characters round, and it is for two points instead of one. In this RPG, Marino, an inorganic being in pink armor, makes a habit of stealing technology and sensitive data from mega corporations, then leaking her prizes to the public for free. She fights with futuristic ninja weapons. You have seven seconds. 
All right. Um, we have some, a nice variety here. Uh, Jano Past, Audra guessed Chrono Cross, Kyle guessed Cosmic Star Heroine, and Zach said Mega, Mega Man. And I'm going to do this one more for you, to, to Zach. If you can guess the right Mega Man game, I will give you the two points. I'm going to guess Battle Network. It's Mega Man X Command Mission, oh. which is a game that I think maybe myself and maybe two other people in RPG fan have played. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a Mega Man character, but... <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. It's a PS2 and GameCube RPG with Mega Man X, Zero, Axel, and a couple new characters in it, including the pink ninja girl, Marino. It's it's not bad, also. I think it sort of holds up. I, I, I low-key want to do it for Retro Encounter. We'll, we'll see if that ever happens. My instinct was Battle Network, too. <laughs> then you should have said Battle Network instead of Cosmic Star Heroine. <laughs> I don't trust myself. That's the end of round two, and uh, the scores are Audra leading the pack with four points, Zach close behind with three points, Kyle with one point, and Jano with a blank. But don't worry, there are plenty of points left to get in this game. Man, these, are, these are definitely the toughest questions you've ever written. Nicely done, and slow see. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to just keep a wide variety, and this whatever the next round is, it's not going to get any easier. I am sorry. Um, but uh, Jano, I'll let you choose the next category. The three remaining ones we have are the numbers round, the mechanics round, and this, that, or the other. Give me some numbers, Solosi. The numbers round. Now, every answer will be a number. So this, the answer is not game titles this time. And if no one gets it exactly right, then who is it? I will give a point to whoever is closest. Or if there's a tie for closest, everyone that's tied for closest will get a point. How does that sound? Good. Yep. I dig. Because I, I don't know. Some of these, I think, are very gettable. Some of them are, are definitely me, me being tricky. So we'll see how it goes. So round three, the numbers round. Here's the first one. Uh, you know what our numbers? Years. What year saw the release of of Pioneer RPGs, Ultima One, The First Age of Di- Darkness, and Wizardry One: Proving Ground of the Mad Overlord? You have seven seconds. All right, and please do not be a turkey and uh, and Google these because I mean numbers are easy, easier to look up than characters or mechanics. Audra guessed 1983, Jono guessed 1991, Kyle guessed 1987, and, and Zach guessed 1981. One of you is exactly correct, and it's Zach, 1981. Woo-hoo! That was a very lucky guess. <laughs> Those two very early uh, R- um, video game RPGs. I'm really annoyed at myself because that's what I was planning. Ah, screw it, doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, oh, did you accidentally write 91 instead of 81? Because it, it says 91 here on the... Yeah, on it is. The I sent you 1991, but I'm like, 1991 for Ultima 1? What? No. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's the only one of these that's a year. So uh, moving on to question number two. How many playable characters are there in Chrono Cross? All right, here we go. We have Audra guessing 41, Jano guessing 25, Kyle guessing 56, and Zach also guessing 41. Uh, none of you are exactly right, but the answer was 45, so Zach and Audra both get a point. You're only four off. Woo-hoo. That is too many characters. <laughs> I think I think the most you can get in one playthrough is something like 27 or 28. That sounds about right. Yeah, there, there's a lot of paths in Chrono Cross, but the, the total number is 45, which is quite a bit for a JRPG. Mm-hmm. Some might say too many. <laughs> All right, here's question three of the numbers round. How many Ocarina songs can Link learn in The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time? 
Audra's guess is seven. Jono's guess is six. Kyle's guess is 11. And Zach's guess is eight. The answer is 13. So that's a point for Kyle. Right. Nicely done, Kyle. Uh, if my memory serves, I, I did double check this ahead of time, but I believe it's you learn eight for the, I'm sorry, you learn six for the six dungeons in the second half of the game, then six as part of the story for puzzles and such. And then you can learn one from the Scarecrow, to, which is a song oh, that, yeah. that, that, that the main character, that the, I'm sorry, the, the player makes for themselves. I always forget about the scarecrow. Yeah, I believe that's how it goes. My like my my mental guess might have been twelve though, because I think you you don't get to see the scarecrow song on the menu, so it's it's like it, you only see twelve in the menu, but you get to learn thirteen. It's it's weird. Anyway, next question in the numbers round: What character level is required for the second class change in Trials of Mana? The first class change is level eighteen, but what's the second? Is what I want. I'm giving you that extra hint for free. All right, the answers are in. Audra's guess was 25. Jono's guess is 32. Kyle's guess is 30. Zach's guess is 40. The answer is 38. So Zach is closest with 40. I'm ashamed because I just played that like last year. I mean, technically he went over if we're going by Price is Right rules, but hey. I did not mention Price is Right rules. <laughs> I mentioned who's his closest. <laughs> I should have known that. I've played the game. <laughs> it's it's one of my all time favorites. It's not a shocker that I have a Trials of Mana question in uh in in my in my quiz. This next one, I'll give you a hint already. This is considerably larger than thirty eight, and this is a two pointer for the round. How many Pokemon were added to the national Pokedex in the fifth generation Pokemon games, which include Pokemon Black? White, Black 2, and White 2. How many are in Gen 5? How many Pokemon? Okay. And Gen 5 did a weird thing. Like, at the very beginning of the game, you only encounter Gen 5 stuff. And then after you beat the game, you start meeting older Pokemon. So they... They tried to do a whole game with just new ones to start. It was it was a, a bold choice. But anyway, uh, we'll, let's see what your bold choices are. Audra's guess was 500. Jono's guess was 305. Kyle's guess was 151. And Zach's guess was 82. So all of you are in a different hundreds column, but only one of you is remotely close. Uh, it's 156. So Kyle gets the point. Ooh, congrats. In fact, Kyle gets Very nice. two points. Yeah. Awesome. And you know what, Kyle, as, a, as an award, you get to choose the final round because you're the only one that hasn't chosen one yet. So your choices are the mechanics round or this, that, and the other. I've been curious about mechanics since they were first mentioned, so let's go with that. Okay, the mechanics round is round four. And this is going to describe just a gameplay thing, either something that happens in a battle or how you learn or use skills, something like that. But it's, it will not be character-specific uh, or story-specific. Are we ready to go? Yes. Question one. In this JRPG, to stun enemies for prolonged periods, you must first inflict them with the break status, then follow up with a topple attack, and then a daze attack, always in that order. You have five seconds. I know that's not right, but... Yeah. All right, we have a we have a variety pack here. Audra says Wild Arms, Jono says Octopath Traveler, Kyle <laughs> says Legend of Mana, 
And Zach is the only one who got it right. It is Xenoblade Chronicles 1. <laughs> the old um, break topple days is a, is a loop that you've got to figure out in that game. <laughs> Yep. Anyway, second question. Uh, we're done. We're done with stuns, and we're moving on to items. Um, in this 2010s action RPG, players can use the Kanai's Cube to sacrifice unique items like a Mempo of Twilight or a Ring of Royal Grandeur, and equip their effects without using an item slot. That is probably wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have every answer in. Okay, Audra's guess is Last Kingdom. Jono's guess is Pass. Kyle's guess is Final Fantasy XII. And Zach's guess is Diablo Three. And Zach got it again. Diablo Three. Now I love Diablo Three, but I definitely don't miss that kind of item management. Having to play a short game of Tetris every time I finished a rift is just a pain in the butt. I played a lot of Grim Dawn earlier this year, and they brought that inventory stuff back. And while I like that game a lot, I don't miss item Tetris. I've actually never played, but my cousin complained about it all the time when it first came out. So I remember I started playing Diablo 3 and then I bounced off it so friggin' hard. And I found it so annoying in so many ways that I just was like, nope, not going to play this anymore. I think I picked a TV show instead of a game. Oh, la oh Last King, did you, did you maybe mean Last Story? Yes. Yes, that was it. Last Story. It was, uh, well, it wasn't Diablo 3, so I didn't give you the point. Yeah. And now here's question number three in the mechanics round. To perform a desperation attack like Tiger Break or Saber Soul in this JRPG, a character must be critically low health, perform the attack command, and then hope for the 1 in 16 chance to activate. Alright, we have everyone in. Audra's guess is Tales of Exilia. Jano's guess is Final Fantasy VI. Kyle's guess is Final Fantasy VI. And Zach's guess is Final Fantasy VI. So with apologies to Audra, it is indeed Final Fantasy VI. Oh, thank Christ. <laughs> I'm not sure that I've ever triggered one of those, but yeah. <laughs> I think I've only ever seen Riot Blade. Only people who don't take care of their party see those. If they're if they're poor medics. Yeah, I thought I had found a glitch or something when I uh, get, when I got one of those to work for the first time, and then I read about them and tried to get a bunch myself, and and succeeded. They're they're in the game, all right. Yeah, they're neat. And if you want to see them, you can go on YouTube. That is probably the easiest way. Terra's is called Riot Blade, which I always thought was a cool name. Riot Blade sounds like a girl power, like, 1990s pop group. <laughs> I'd listen to that band. Yeah, they sound great. Yes. Especially if they have, like, a green-haired lead member. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, and I feel way less guilty about, about seeking out, um, about not seeking out alternate endings thanks to YouTube now. I can just, I can just watch them. I, I can beat a game once instead of go through it four times to see four endings. Anyway, we're not at the ending here yet. Uh, uh, two more questions in the mechanics round. Here we go. In this action RPG, each party member can learn a new special move by visiting the primate martial artist Master Kong, presenting him with a tr with a ripe mango, and then defeating him in single combat. You have seven seconds. All right. Uh, we have a pass from Jono, a pass from Zach. East ate the Lacrimosa of Donna from Audra, and Legend of the Min Mystical Ni Ninja Goemon from Kyle. Uh, Audra gets the point for East Eight. Oh, yay. Nice. I swear to God, you were making that one up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you got to challenge the giant monkey with mangoes to learn your ultimate attack. That makes East Eight sound even more appealing. East Eight's good. <laughs> it's it's good. It's it's not my favorite East. Um, I'm really intrigued by everything I'm hearing about East Ten, but uh, yes. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited for it. it it's, I mean, I mean, East 10, I'm excited for that. Like either East 10 uh, or Street Fighter 6 is probably the action game I'm looking forward to the most. Ryu looks so good in Street Fighter 6. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a mechanic in Yakuza Like a Dragon 2. Oh, oh geez. Yeah. E the Yakuza 8 slash Like a Dragon 2. That's on the list as well. A lot of, a lot of good games coming up. There's a monkey in there. So yeah, it would work. I bet it would. There's a, there's a lot of good looking games coming up. I'm excited about, but let's stay in the present. We have one more question left in the mechanics round and it is two points instead of one. In the alchemy system in this RPG, combining one water and one root results in a heal formula, while one part brimstone and two parts ashes is a fireball formula. You have seven seconds. All right, everyone is in. Um, we have a, a common theme here. Uh, we'll see how if anyone got it exactly right. Uh, Audra's guess is Atelier Riza. Jano's guess is Atelier. Kyle's guess is Atelier Iris Eternal Mana. And Zach's guess is Atelier. I would ask for more specific Atelier guesses, but it's not Atelier at all. It's Secret of Evermore for the Super Nintendo. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh. oh, that big dog. I feel so dumb. I've played that hundreds of times. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, everyone remembers the boy and the dog, but no one remembers that all of the spells in that game are alchemy. All I remember is Squaresoft trying to, like, Trojan horse that game in as a Secret of Mana 2. It's not even really a Square game officially. It's by the American Square team that worked in, the, uh, in an office in Washington State. This was the only game with the Square logo that was not developed by uh, Japanese people until uh, they started acquiring, like, studios in Canada and the U.S. And boy, does it show. It's it's a weird anomaly of a game. Sorry, have we done a retro on that? We have not. Okay, just curious. I don't know if there's a really legal way to uh, to play it uh, currently, but I, I I remember playing through that game as a youth, and uh, I guess no one else did. Now we have one round left in part one. That is this, that, or the other, and. Maybe this is going to be the easiest one to guess on. Uh, please do not pass for any of these questions because every answer is going to be one of three categories. This is the multiple choice round. I'm going to tell you something, and it's either going to be a sword, a dragon, or a fictional drug in an RPG. So just give me the answer, sword, dragon, or drug. And if you don't know and it's a total guess, you have a one-third chance of getting it anyway. So again, sword, dragon, or drug, are we ready to go? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. The first sword, dragon, or drug. Soul Brant. All right. What do we have here? Audra says sword. Jono says sword. Kyle says dragon. Zach says sword. So is it one point or three points awarded? It's three. Soul Brant is a sword. It is from Demon's Souls, a game I finished a few months ago. Our second sword, drug, or dragon, Red Lyrium. All right, well, this is an easy one. All four of you said drug, and all four of you are correct. Red Lyrium is a drug uh, from the Dragon Age series. It's like an especially spicy version of Lyrium. Which is, the, uh, which is the mineral that gives mages their powers. I always like the spicier version of drugs. 
All right, so that's uh, points all around. The third one, Chromie, sword, dragon, or drug? All right, uh, we have Audra, Jono, and Kyle all saying dragon. Kyle, say um, excuse me, and Zach saying sword. Uh, so is it three or is it one? The threes have it. It is a dragon from World of Warcraft. It's such a cute name. <laughs> I, I think her full name is is like is like Chromasinox or something or something crazy, but uh, she goes by Chromie and takes the form of a gnome lady. She's a cute dragon. Chromie would be a cute name for a cat. Huh. All right, uh, and the third one. Here we go. Abyssian, or perhaps Abyssian. Sword, drug, or dragon. Right. Audra says sword. Jono says dragon. Kyle says sword. Zach says sword. All right. And the answer is sword. Abyssion is a sword from uh, several of the tales of video games. So uh, that is points to Audra, Kyle, and Zach. And the last one. Uh, this is a two-pointer instead of a one-pointer. The answer will be sword, drug, or dragon. Numenex. You have seven seconds. All right. So for Numenex, Audra says dragon, Jono says drug, Kyle says drug, and Zach says dragon. So is it the drugs or the dragons, or is it a sword swerve? Points to Audra and Zach for dragon. Yeah, that was tricky because Numenex actually sounds like an actual drug you turn like. Yeah. Ask your doctor if Numenex is right for you. If you think that I didn't look at a list of Skyrim dragons and pick out one that sounds like a drug, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but that's the end of the first five rounds, and so we have 11 questions to go, and it's definitely time for a score check. We And in alphabetical order, like I've been going for most of the podcast, it's Audra with 12 points, Jono with 4 points, Kyle with 8 points, and Zach leading the pack with 14 points. But it's still anyone's game, because rounds 6 and 7 are both 2 points for every correct answer. Uh, and round six, and they're both complicated compared to the previous two rounds, so there's there's some explaining to do. Round six is the music round, or name that tune. <laughs> uh, a, round, a round that I have been avoiding to do for literally five or six years because I thought it would be complicated, and it is. So what I'm going to do is in our main uh, chat channel we have here, I'm going to give you five YouTube links. And you're going to go through them and try to g and guess the video game each of them are in. I, I don't need a song title. I don't need a composer. I just need the game that they're in. But you have a couple hints. Uh, first of all, each of these games is part of a series. And if you get the series right but the game wrong, you'll get one point instead of two. So partial credit's available. Uh, if the answer is Final Fantasy VI, you guess Final Fantasy V, you get one point. And second of all, I am going to give you a description of the kind of area that the song is in. And I'll give you uh, I'll give you those five descriptions right now and also say them for the listeners. First we have we have a song that takes place in a dungeon.
second, the boss battle. Third, a random battle song. We have a song that takes place in a desert. And the last one takes place in a forest. So each of you has the five tracks linked for you there. I will give you a few minutes to go over them. And at the end, and when you're ready, uh, please give me your answers in a list. Because this is complicated, I'm going to give you some extra time, and I'm going to skip ahead to the end uh, in, in the final edit of the podcast. So listeners, let's hear the answers. I think I got them all. I'm never going to be allowed on Rhythm Encounter again. And submitted. I'm certain about two, the rest. Mm. I am certain about one. <laughs> Not so much the others. It's very interesting, though, to like, kind of try to think, what series does this sound like? Yeah. Hmm. The answers are interesting. Interesting correct or interesting wrong? <laughs> uh, there's one that uh, three people got correct. Uh, and and that's the that that's the most successful one so far. The the others are a big mixed bag. And Audra, it, it's the one that you're certain about. Uh. <laughs> I think for me, the most fascinating thing is not the right answers, but what everyone guessed wrong differently. Yeah. What do you think they sound like? Okay. All right. So are we ready for the answers? Mm-hmm. All right. So these turned out very interestingly. Uh, let's go. In the, in the order here, for the dungeon, Audra's guess was Zelda. Jono's guess was Tales of Destiny. Zach's guess was uh, Final Fantasy. Was it Final Fantasy for you? No, um, it was Persona 3. No, for dungeon. Oh, for dungeon? Oh, dungeon was Lunar 2. Lunar 2, okay. Lunar 2 for Zach, and Kyle's the only one that got it right. It's Castlevania Order of Ecclesia. Ooh. Very nice. The second one I have listed here is the boss battle. And Audra's guess was Fire Emblem, Jano passed. Kyle's guess was Octopath Traveler. And Zach's guess was... Uh, Just Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, no one got that one right. It is Monster Hunter Rise. Oh. Was the boss was the boss track. And now the random battle track. Uh, Audra's guess was Persona. Jano's guess was Pass. Kyle's guess was Shin Megami Tensei 4 Strange Journey. 
which is weird because Strange Journey is separate from SMT4. The SMT4 uh, spinoff is Apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> and Zach's guess was Persona 3. But uh, unlucky for all of you, it is Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Saga 2. Oh. But I will give a single point for Audra, Kyle, and Zach for guessing something in the SMT family. Oh, cool. Even yeah. though Kyle tried to cheat and guess two things. I didn't realize <laughs> I was guessing two things. I just know of four. No, Strange, four, Strange Journey, SMT4, and SMT4 Apocalypse are three different games. I gotcha. But it, it didn't matter because you were, you were in the SMT world, but not in the right game. So uh, the desert one is the one I have fourth, and I think that's probably the hardest. Uh, Audra's guess was Ogre Battle, Jono passed, Kyle's guess was Tales of Graces F, and uh, Zach's guess was um, Breath of Fire 4. The correct answer is Penny Arcades on the Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness 4. (laughs) I would have never guessed that. And the, the reason I put such a weirdo in there was because that was the first music review I wrote for RPG Fan back in 2014. Also pretty damn good game. It is. It's, you know, that game is actually really good. And the soundtrack by Hyperduck Soundworks is really great. So I got uh, no apologies at all there. And the last one was The Forest. And uh, this is the one that I thought was probably the easiest. Um, but it helps to be a player of a certain game. Uh, Jono passed. But Audra, Kyle, and Zach all got it correct. It's Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. It's the famous La He song from the Raktika Great Wood. Yay. I was disappointed that it wasn't the uh, Soken singing it version, but it's fine. <laughs> I, I did the in-game versions for all three, for all, all five games. After round six, uh, Audra got three points. Zach got the exact same three points. And Kyle, thanks to his Castlevania knowledge, got five points. Well, we have one round to go before the uh, before the the grand finale, and this is the weirdest round of them all. And I apologize in advance because this is this is rough. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what I'm calling the memory round. Every answer is something that I've said in the past hour or so for the podcast. Maybe I said it offhand. Maybe it was part of an answer, <laughs> but it's something I mentioned. This is psychological, and I love it. Yeah, this this tests your observational skills and your short-term memory, Ew. and let's see how it goes. And uh, Can I just say pass again? You may, but uh, well, I, I encourage guessing, because there's no penalty for guessing in this game. Uh, let's see how it goes. Question number one. And maybe you'll know the answer just from the question itself. We'll see. Hakan from Street Fighter 4 and Bald Bull from Punch-Out hail from the same real-world country. Name that nation. Okay. Oh, they've changed their name, haven't they? Um, I don't think... No, no, they, they changed uh, Vodka Drakensky's name to Soda Popinski, but I think Bald Bull's the, the same. But anyway, uh, Zach passed. Kyle guessed Spain. But Audra and Jano both got it right. It's Turkey. Yay. Yeah, Turkey changed their name, didn't they? No, Turkey's still called Turkey. Oh, maybe under the Erdogan regime they have changed it, but I'm I'm not aware of that of such a change if that happened. Hmm. I'm curious now. We gotta we gotta look it up. I know I know that there's a okay. It's Turkey. It's 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 Turkey. And that was only a few weeks ago that took place. Yeah. In which case, in which I think we can still get the point. So Audra and Jano both get the points for Turkey. What I like most about this question is it proves my knowledge of Punch-Out more than it does of RPGs. <laughs> hey, it, it, still, it still counts. So here we are. Question number two. At over $200 million, this film has the largest ever budget for a video game movie adaptation. 
It was made over 10 years ago, so the answer is not Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, we have a variety of answers here. Audra guessed Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, Jono guessed Monster Hunter, Kyle guessed Rampage, and Zach guessed Warcraft. But the answer is The Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Uh, oh my gosh, I should have known that. My favorite video game adaptation. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, question number three. What was the correct answer to the first two-point question of this episode? So we have a variety of guesses again. Uh, Audra's guess is South Park, The Stick of Truth. Jono's guess is Yakuza 0. Kyle's guess is Mega Man X Command Mission. And Kyle and Zach's guess is Persona 4. Jono did get it right with Yakuza 0. Darn. Of course it did, because it's about Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and here is the question number four of the Solosi, of the, not the Solosi round, question number four of the memory round. And again, all these are worth two points, so we see, we're seeing some comebacks being staged here. What video game was the subject of Retro Encounters 2016 April Fool's episode? All right, uh, Jono and Kyle both passed. Audra's guess was Mega Man Zero, and Zach got it correct. It was Tetris. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that one's great. The episode where we, we, we pretended Tetris was an RPG for 45 minutes. Pretend. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> that was fun. It was an, it was an exercise in uh, improv, basically, it was a, but that was a really good time. And the last question of the memory round. Um, the name Solosi comes from the Hungarian word solo, which identifies what popular fruit? All right, you're struggling to remember what fruits I mentioned in the past hour or so. Um, Audra guessed banana, Jono guessed plum, Kyle guessed mango, and Zach also guessed mango. But the answer is grapes. Ah. <gasps> oh, I was drinking my delicious grape juice and no one noticed. I noticed. <laughs> And I felt like there had to have been a reason, but I thought it was a joke. I wasn't. <laughs> well done. Well done. The name Solosi does mean grape person or grape worker, basically. It's like, it's like, it's like the adjective form of grape. <laughs> so that's it. We are done with the first 35 questions after seven rounds. And uh, it's still anybody's game because the final is going to be a Jeopardy style wager however many points you like kind of round. But I, I lied, actually. You're going to be allowed to wager between zero and 10 points for this. And uh, but so before we get into it, um, I want to, you to give me your wager with the caveats that this the answer will be a game that has had at least one dedicated episode in Retro Encounter, and you will have several clues. So it is a game that has been played or a dedicated episode for Retro Encounter. You will have several clues. Please give me your wager for, for, from zero to 10 points. Can we know what the uh, point distribution is right now? Uh, you know, that's a good idea. Uh, in fourth place currently with eight points is Jono. In third place currently with 13 points, it's Kyle. In second place currently with 17 points is Audra. And leading just barely with 19 points is Zach. 
So 8, 13, 17, 19, you're allowed to wager between 0 and 10. Wait, does that mean I can go into negative numbers? You can if, if you if you really want to. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, in the next few minutes, please give me your wagers. Alrighty, so really it's going to come down to... Uh, the, the wages were a little spicy, so um, it's going to come down to, can you guess this? And again, I'm going to make it complicated because I love making things too complicated. I, I truly love it. Uh, I have seven clues here, but I don't want to give you all seven. That's, that's too easy. So you each get to choose one clue, and I will give you all four clues that you choose. So you, you don't have to get by with one clue. You're, you're going to get four clues, but the team chooses the four. And you'll never guess what these four clues that I have are. It's a number clue a character's clue, a mechanic's clue, a Solosi clue, <laughs> a dragon, drug, or sword clue, a musical clue, and a memory clue. So, uh, Audra, which of those seven is going to be your choice? Mechanics. All right. Now, Jono, which is your choice? Memory. Now, Kyle, what is your choice? Uh, did you say music? I said music is one of them, yes. Okay, let's go with that. And Zach, what is your choice? Character. So we chose characters, mechanics, music, and memory. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now to start, I'm going to drop the music clue first, just so it's uh, out of the way. And uh, listeners, here's your preview for the musical clue right now, which I am calling a sad song. I'm going to give you the rest of the clues now, and then you can go. I'll give you extra time to go over the music, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. That your character's clue. You meet a friendly lion named Wonku near the very beginning of this game, then fight Wonku as a boss near the end of the game. Your mechanics clue. Players can execute spell combos in this game by performing spells of specific elements in a specific order. A wind and water combo is a lightning spell, while an earth and fire combo can be an eruption spell. Now your memory clue. I said the name of the main character of this game earlier this episode, but in a different context. So then you have the music clue there in the chat. Now we'll read them again and then give you some extra time. Characters clue. You meet a friendly lion named Wonku near the beginning of the game, then fight Wonku as a boss near the end of the game. Mechanics clue. Players can execute spell combos in this game by performing spells of specific elements in a specific order. Wind and water can result in a lightning spell, while earth and fire can result in an eruption spell. And your memory clue, I said the name of the main character of this game earlier this episode, but in a different context. So I will give you one more minute, and to provide the name of the game, which was a Retro Encounter episode or episodes sometime in the past. Okay, so the answers are in. Audra's guess was Trials of Mana. Jano's guess was Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter. Kyle's guess was Legend of the Mystical Ninja Goemon. 
which is a you know I'm, I'll give you that that can be the Super Nintendo or the N64 one. I'm not I'm not sure which one you mean. And Ka- and Zach's guess was Breath of Fire Four. Only one of you got it right, and it was Zach. Ah, Breath damn. of Fire Four is the correct answer. Yes. Um, the number, the numbers clue was about the game's release date. I gave you a, a window there. The uh, this, that, or the other clue was about looking for seven dragons. And the Solosi clue was that I played this game before 2020, and my the panel was only myself and Alana Hagues. Oh, really? I thought it was that you said Ryu earlier in the episode. Man, that would have given it away. <laughs> um, Zach got it from music, me- mechanics, characters, and. Uh, and memory, and because I did mention Ryu earlier in the episode uh, for Street Fighter, and every um, Breath of Fire main character's name is Ryu. So uh, maybe this gives it away a little bit, but uh, Zach was the only one that got it right, and he was in, in ahead at the uh, at the beginning of the game. So the final scores are Jono with negative two points. Uh, he wagered it all ten. Audra with seven points, because she wagered all ten. Kyle with eight points, because he wagered five. And Zach, who wagered nine, finishes with a meaty 28 points. Oh, so Zach is the winner (laughs) of (laughs) first time it's ever happened. And I've been on every quiz show. (laughs) It it took five quizzes, but Zach is finally a victor. And uh, and it's at the special guide and episode of of the Retro Encounter quiz show. So uh, congratulations to Zach, but thank you so much, Audra, Jono, and Kyle for playing. I hope you had a pretty good time. I had a pretty good time writing the questions and especially watching you squirm. <laughs> it doesn't even matter that I won. Seriously, this is, you did an amazing job here, Solosi. Yeah, this was so much fun. It was fun. Yeah, it's always fun. <laughs> you did a phenomenal job. All right, I'm, I'm glad you had a good time because I, I did have a good time. The quiz shows are more effort than a usual, typical episode of Retro Encounter, but they are fun, and I'm glad that people seem to enjoy them. If I had a house built of RPG knowledge, I'd die of exposure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, one, one of my habits is collecting knowledge and recalling it quickly, so I'm this is kind of up my alley, but there's a reason that I'm writing these and not participating in them because it would be either... Either I would just get incredibly upset at myself or it would be too one-sided. Those are the only outcomes. Aww. But uh, I think the next quiz show should just be all of us asking you questions, and that's it. I like it. Yeah, if someone else is willing to put in the time to organize it, I'll do it. But we, we could make it – we, we could base it, off, we could base it <laughs> off the old Comedy Central quiz show, Beat the Geeks. I'll, I'd, I'd be down. Ooh, that's – well, there we go. We might have something for next year. Seriously. It's way too early to be thinking about the next quiz show, even though I probably will do another eventually. Um, we are having uh, some exciting episodes coming up in Retro Encounter. We're doing an episode on gaming accessibility hosted by Hillary, who's an, a bit of an expert on the topic. I'm really looking forward to that one. And two episodes of Tales of Exilia later this year. It was not an answer to this um, uh, to any question in this uh, quiz show, but I think I think it was an incorrect guess at least once. Yes. Oh, there we go. And uh, and I can <laughs> confirm that in August we are doing two episodes on Final Fantasy 13, which is a game I have not played yet, which is why it did not show on this quiz show at all, even though I thought about maybe sneaking in Blinded by Light. Um, if you want to send us emails or, or any correspondence about the quiz show or future episodes or speculative episodes, the best way to do so is to email retro at rpgfan.com. You can also comment on RPG fans message boards, visit our Facebook page, check out our Discord, our YouTube, our Twitch, something going on in all of those channels basically every day. There's also three other fine co- podcasts on Retro Encounter. No, not on Retro Encounter. That, that, that is a podcast. There are three other fine podcasts on RPG Fan, starting with Random Encounter every two weeks about, about randomness, mostly hosted by you, Jono. Absolutely. There's also Rhythm Encounter, also every two weeks, about RPG music, and all of us have appeared on that at some point or another. 
It's a good time. Yeah. Rhythm Encounter is always a good time. There's also Phoenix Edge, our partner podcast, currently on hiatus, but they have a long backlog of episodes about RPG-related topics, including some about current events. You can uh, rate and review all of those uh, fine podcasts, in addition to Retro Encounter, on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify or whatever podcast service you use i use one called pod cruncher that i've been very happy with for many years but give please leave feedback we love feedback all of the feedback but if you want to give us feedback as individuals and not as a podcast how do you do that um let's start with you kyle uh i'm currently between professional emails uh so i'm not sure we've got a contact for me at the moment no you you, if you have a twitter or something you can share it now i mean uh kseely.writer at gmail.com if anyone really needs to get a hold of me for some reason. All right, now Zach, how can listeners reach you? Uh, the best way is probably email zachw at rpgfan.com or you can find me on our Discord at zachw. Now Jono. Uh, you can send me an email at jlogan at rpgfan.com. If you have something for random encounter, you can send it to podcast at rpgfan.com. Or if you really want to get in contact with me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at jono underscore logan. Excellent. Now, Audra, how can listeners find you? Audra B at rpgfan.com. And listeners, if you want to find me, I almost never check my work email, but you can find me very easily on Twitter. I am at the Real Monsoon most of the time, at Evoker for Dogs at other times, and on RPG Fans Discord, I am Monsoon Mike. So let's see, how do I end this properly? You know what? I was going to go with the normal way. Thank you, good night, and good luck. <laughs>